Hi, you guys. Welcome back to the Her Revival podcast. This is Lauren, and I am here to bring you another guest interview. So I originally had sat down with Jesse Siren to discuss her new album. She is an amazingly talented musician, singer, songwriter, and mindful mama, beautiful person. You will totally see what I mean as soon as you uh, start listening to our chat. So we were originally going to talk about her album called Bloodlines. That was going to be kind of our main theme. The album was written um, based on the theme of generational trauma, and we were going to discuss that, and we do. Uh, but it naturally turned into this bigger, more inspiring conversation about life and motherhood and social media and authenticity and aging. And I don't know, just all we covered all the best things in this episode. So I highly recommend you hang out and check it out. There is definitely a little something for everyone in here. So I hope you enjoy. I know because when you, I mean, how often do you get the chance to like share your life story? I I mean, I had a, I had a pretty, I had a rough childhood. I had a strange childhood. And at the same time, it's so weird to be human at the same time when I look back there was so much magic and there was so much love and there was a lot of um, gifts woven into that experience. But right. um, from a very young age, um, music was a way of coping with life's craziness, yes. life shit. And so, I mean, my first song I wrote when I was three Yeah, and I just never really stopped. It yeah. just became a way of processing pain and processing the world. And, yeah. um, and then for somebody who's like, struggled with anxiety, debilitating anxiety for, I don't know, probably half of my life. It became a way that I could connect with others. Um, And it became this really magical thing where I think trauma can be so isolating and we can like walk through the world kind of thinking that we're the only one that has had this experience or like nobody understands. And, and, And in a lot of cases with trauma, people don't understand because we don't give them the chance to, you know? Right. Um, and so then, um, yeah, music kind of became the medium by which I learned that I was not alone. Yeah. Um, I learned how interconnected we were. I remember playing some of the songs I would play. I could look out and see or have conversations. I could see it in the crowd, but I could also, you know, have these conversations after with people who are, you know, 40 years older than me and men that were right. feeling the music or yeah. feeling the story. And and there was something in that that just, I got hooked. I got hooked. I wanted yeah. that human connection. I wanted to, I guess, spread, like it was such a medicine for me to feel not alone anymore in my pain. Yeah. Um, such like a healing that I wanted to just like do more and more of it and share more and more of it. Cause I could kind of see the symbiosis. Like I could see when I played for somebody and they received it and they kind of, they kind of shined it back to me, if that makes sense. Right. Know? Yeah. Yeah. It's like a universal language. I mean, like you said, like 40 year old man, it's nothing to do with you, but he was moved and you know, it, it's fluid. It doesn't matter, you know, who you are, where you come from. Like it's I totally, yes. Yes. I, I know. And I know that, you know, because I mean, music is like, is my medium right now, but I see that with, I see that in the joy that you have and what you do too. Oh it's my like, gosh. Yeah right? Like you, you show up and you do this thing because it's good for you, right? This has been part of your journey. Yeah. But it's healing, but it's time. also, yeah, it makes an impact on others. And that's what, that's a, that's a purpose. That's a calling, you know, that's what you tie those things together. And it's like, you yeah. can't, like you said, you can't stop, you know? <laughs> it's yeah. Your thing. Yeah. 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 I just felt, I feel called and called and called, yeah. called to the music. And so, um, yeah, the trauma in my younger life, there was like abuse. There was, um, when I was like nine, my dad, who was 
abusive, was also diagnosed with terminal brain cancer. So we oh had to gosh. cut him some slack because he was growing a giant tumor in his brain for right. probably, I don't know, years of my adolescence. Um, yeah. So then, and I was homeschooled. Um, and so my life, my world was pretty small and pretty, like I said, there was so, it was, everything was tinted with kind of this sad or this realization that it was fleeting, that, that death was looming around the corner. Right. Um, and I was homeschooled because I had a stalker in like kindergarten. So I also had this like oh gosh. view of the world is just not, I was pulled out of school because it wasn't safe for me. Wow. Yeah. So my world was small and sad and scary. Yeah. Um, but I had this, I have to qualify all of that by saying like, I had this incredible I have an incredible mother. Oh my God. My mother is, my mother is amazing. And I grew up with a tribe of siblings. So there was, there was four of us. And, um, so it's so weird how life does that. It gives you exactly what you need. Um, so at the time I felt, I guess I just felt safe in how small our world was. We were homeschooled and we didn't live in a neighborhood. So I didn't have like neighborhood kids, but I felt very safe in our little, little bubble. I was very protected in that space. And I also had like everything I needed to explore my creativity. I mean, any way that I wanted, you yeah. know, like my mom homeschooled us. Um, we had to do like paperwork, but it was pretty, it was pretty laid back. A yeah. lot of writing and journaling and reading. And, and so, yeah, so I have to say like, even though, so it's just this beautiful woven tapestry of, pain and beauty of love and loss that kind of formed I don't know a pretty sweet view of what the world was for me yeah yeah and when do you think that that shifted for you like obviously as a young girl you process it in your own way but when did you come into that realization of you know you always in hindsight any we, we look at our trauma and it's like oh my gosh you know and you know that's made you who you are um, yeah. it doesn't make it okay or like whatever, but it's like, it, you know, it happened for, for a reason in some way. Mm. When did you, when did you realize that? When did you come into that realization that like, Ooh. this was going to help you? You are giving me goosebumps. Yeah, Cause <laughs> I was even thinking about that when I read your, when like the first question, like, like yeah. talk about your story because we can ramble on all day about like, right. our story. It's really easy to talk about yourself, but that's what I was thinking. Like, how can I share my story in a way that serves others? And, and it's actually been, so something came to me something came to me a few, I don't, I'm, I mean, I'm a time optimist. I'm really bad at time. I have no okay. idea <laughs> when I wrote this maybe a week ago, Yeah. but it came to me that um, the words were to the extent that you have suffered, you may be of service. Wow. And oh, I'm covering goosebumps. That's powerful. I can feel this. I have goosebumps too. I can feel this. I can feel this for you too, because I know yeah. that you're, well, oh my gosh. I know that your journey hasn't yeah. been an easy one either. No. And so, um, so those words like literally just came to me maybe a week ago, okay. but the realization has been a really slow one. And like I said, like, because I had, um, music and then I had yoga, I taught yoga for 12 years. I've just stepped oh, wow. back from that. I just stepped back from that like a few months ago, uh-huh. but both of those modalities allowed me to see, um, how our pain is, how our pain serves as, <laughs> a way for us to connect and to truly see and empathize with others. Yeah. But it wasn't, so I've always kind of felt that. I mean, like I said, I I taught and I've been singing for probably 15 years. So that's, that's a long and slow journey of like feeling, having the experience, getting the wisdom that, okay, like the more I share, the more I realize, the more I get the feedback that like, I'm not alone, that there are others in this. 
the horrible things that have happened in your life, if you yeah. really pause and think about them, like if I go back to my own, like, like my dad dying, like my experience with abuse and sexual abuse, um, like having a sister who has relapsed multiple times, <laughs> like right. if I go on and on and down and down the list, if I look at those things, I would never wish harm on anybody, right? So this is where it gets like a little bit weird, a little bit taboo. I would never wish harm on anybody and I would never like say that someone else's pain has been for my benefit. But if I look at where those things have taken me on my journey, I, I couldn't, I wouldn't want to undo any of it. Right. No, I totally you know? get what you're saying. Yes. 100%. Yeah. Do you get it? Yeah. Yes. Tell me. Like, so this, my whole revival, like my podcast to revival, my business's revival, that word to me, like I think about, and, and I love these interviews so much because there, we, there are so many women with stories. I mean, we all have a story. We all have gone through some kind of like pain or trauma or whatever. And not everybody figures this out, but it's so beautiful to talk to the women that see like this is for a purpose and we can take it and turn it into something beautiful. Like it's messy and it's ugly. And like, it's not this glamorous, like, you know, powerful thing in the moment. Like it's hard shit. It's a lot, you know, it's a lot that goes yeah. into healing and overcoming and all that. But, um, you know, I, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing if it weren't for my pain or my trauma, you know, I mean, it just, it's, it's a powerful, really moving source of like motivation, inspiration in a really weird way, because you wouldn't yes. think that it would do that to you, you know, but it really does give you this sense of like, like you, I love that you said earlier, it helps you connect and empathize with others. Like when you've been through hard shit, it helps you view the world. You just view the world so differently than yes. you haven't walked a hard path, you know, uh, yes, you have yes. more empathy and understanding and, um, yeah, no, I totally get what you're saying. You'll, I think you'll dig this. And I, and I, I like this picture, I'm painting this picture for, um, uh-huh. for people that have like a hard time with visualizing how suffering can be a, be- a benefit yeah. to you. In your yeah. life. But I, I yeah. watched like a special on sommeliers uh-huh. and what they did. And it was so beautiful. It was really beautiful. I'm not interested in that at all, but watching the film was just gorgeous. It was stunning. It's such an art and I have so much respect for it, but these, these sommeliers, um, they go around and they're like, they're like picking up handfuls of dirt and smelling and they're going to the markets and they're tasting all the fruits um, of the earth and the area where they're going to be tasting the wine. And when they taste the wine, because they've gone around and touched that earth and smelled it and tasted these fruits, like they have this compound, this like wealth of knowledge and experience behind them that when they taste that sip of wine, they immediately can recall the smell wow. of the earth and from where it's from and the taste right. of that tart cherry they try to the market. And, and so I kind of, I started to think about like, while I was watching it, I was like, this is our trauma. This is our suffering. This is our pain. When we, we go through life and it really is. And I don't know, I think the Buddha said something about it, but it's like, <laughs> life is a lot of suffering. There yeah. is a lot of suffering. Yeah. There's a lot of pain to be human is to experience the, is to be on the spectrum. Like every day we're experiencing something there. Yeah. But the more we go around, it's like picking up that handful of dirt. Like every, every, every pain or challenge you're able to move through is you gathering more experience, more knowledge, more of that like marketplace fruit and, and yeah. rich earth. So that when you come into contact with another human being, it's like t- taking a sip of that wine and immediately being able to recall um, yeah. what it's made of. You can meet a person and just being in like their sphere of energy, you can immediately kind of tell, I mean, have you have, 
have you had the experience of like coming into contact with somebody and knowing that you're kindred spirits and that maybe you've oh, yes, somebody absolutely. or you've both been through some kind of family, like family trauma or yeah. you can just feel it, right? You can pick them out. Yeah. You can yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. And there's a certain kind of like depth or something. And when you mm-hmm. come into contact with somebody and you've both experienced um, that same wave of suffering. And so, yeah. So I, I, I kind of started to think of life as like this whole journey of <laughs> yeah, I love that. a life sommelier, like, I love that. Going through and gathering bits. And I don't know, has there been, was there a point where your suffering became less of like a hassle to you or is it a hassle? Like, is it a struggle or like, how do you view? I think that my business, which when I say my business, not the fitness or any of that, I think for me, it's, you were talking about music. Writing is my thing. You know, like I could, Mm -hmm. I could write and write and write and write. I have journals all over my house, but I love, it's an outlet for me sharing my story on social media, which is such a small little sliver of the actual story, right? And even talking on this podcast and doing these things, like communicating that and sharing and putting it out there for me was healing for myself. But I started to feel, like you said, less alone. There were so many women that were like, oh my gosh, I'm a single mom too. Or, oh my gosh, you know, whatever. Like you just start connecting on your pain. I think that's what, like you were saying earlier about you can spot them out. You you just know like, Hey, you're wounded too. Like come sit with me, come over here. Let's gather and like be friends. You know what I mean? And like, I really truly believe that like we need to, there needs to be more of that. And there is more of that this year, especially with everything the world's going through, people are showing up in a different way. We're being more authentic. And I think it's so beautiful. I'm like, I am so here for that um, because it's easy to get on social media and look at these other moms and be like, you're so perfect. You're so great. What am I doing wrong? Why did I just yell at my kids all day? And you know, aren't you, stressed out too like are are we supposed to be stressed like I thought that you know so like I love the connection piece I think it's a great outlet I know social media can be weird and messy sometimes and kind of a ew you know we need to cleanse from it and stuff but there's also so much good connection and I've made so many beautiful friends and uh, had so many amazing opportunities because of sharing my hard shit and like what even is that you know like I, I love I love that because you know you know other people don't feel as alone so yeah so you I got this this wave of goosebumps when you said that because I'm thinking like I got this image of like when we are carrying our shame like when we are carrying like when you when you feel like you're the only one right whatever it is that you're sharing there's a shame around it Mm -hmm. you know there's like a and as soon as you like open up and share that and people are saying me too, it's like all of a sudden you're not carrying that burden on your own anymore and you Absolutely. get a little lighter. Uh-huh. And now there's like people around you lifting it up with you. And not only is it lighter, but it's like almost joyous. Yeah. Like we celebrate, like we celebrate these imperfections when we're together, but when we're alone and hiding it underneath them, like the weight of it is suffocating. And I don't know if it's fully about your family, but tell us about your album and how that was birthed and what, like, just give us the story on that. Bloodlines. Okay. Yeah. So I just released an album bloodlines and, oh, wow. I haven't really, I've written about it in a few different, um, platforms, but I haven't spoken so personal to me, but also it's so universal at the same time. Somewhere along the line, I dove into epigenetics and, um, ancestral trauma. And I just, the more I read into it and the more I read on it and the more I looked at my own life and the lives of people around me and, I mean, whether you were looking at like biblically or looking at science, it, the information was just there that, yeah. that we suffer for the sins of our forefathers. Yeah, we do. And, yeah. um, I use the, the term sins like loosely, but basically the trauma that our 
that our family, our, our ancestors bore, like that trauma lives on in us. And so this has kind of been a thing and this is one of the, this is like, and I know that you are doing the same, this, the same kind of like digging, right? The spiritual mm-hmm. work where you're looking Absolutely. and seeing like, what are my actually actual gifts and what have I been hiding from and what have I, mm-hmm. what can I draw more out on? And, and so um, something that I've done from the time I was a little girl is write these songs, write these stories of people. I mean, as a six-year-old writing stories about life and death and love and divorce and, and I mean, who the hell was I to know any of that yet? <laughs> so these stories are not just my family, but they're stories that come to me. Yeah. And they come to me. I mean, the way they come to me, I kind of just get a feeling like it has to come out. So this album is kind of a collection of my own family's trauma and the stories that I've kind of plucked along the way or that have come to me along the way. And the hopes, I mean, so I remember someone telling me once that like when I became enlightened, my music would get happier. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when you break through this like lower vibration, your music will get happy. But where I am right now and from what I can tell, I think acknowledging the shadow and um, letting ourselves be sad and hurt and broken and looking at that wounded child and honoring it. I think that's like such an important part of the work. Hardest part. That's terrifying. I'm I'm sweating, like thinking about it right now. (laughs) Yes. It's messy business, but that's this album. That's the album. I love that. And a lot of my music is like, I don't know, I would call it melancholy, not necessarily sad, but, um, but I wanted to put something out that told, told stories that people could connect to on whatever level they were at. And so music is like, I've got a feel good playlist and I've got a playlist that I want to cry and buckle down and journal or whatever, you know, like music moves in all directions. It doesn't need to be feel good all the time. And that connection really comes from those deeper songs. You know, people listen to the lyrics and it's literally something that's happened to you or, you know, you instantly go into this, I, you know, music, I, I, this is just me, maybe I'm weird, but you go into this like mental space, you know, you start to relate to it in a visual way in your life where you, it brings up these thoughts and past memories you haven't thought of in 10 years, or I don't know, like, it's just, you know, it's, it really is moving on a different level. Um, this is, it's extremely evocative and yeah, it can be nostalgic and a couple of things. Like I remember, so I spent like most of my high school years just in my room, laying on my bed in the dark, listening to music. Oh my gosh. And I remember, and I'm kind of a research <laughs> junkie. So I remember someone saying like, my mom, I think it was my mom, like, you can't keep listening to the sad music. You're just going to be sad forever. And, right. Right. <laughs> and like doing research and, and like finding like the oxytocin is actually released when we, we are sad and we listen to sad music. It actually releases like a feel good feeling. And I think now, like, this is just like me speaking on like what I feel and not what I researched, but right. I feel now that that's true because it's like, oh, I'm not alone, whether, mm-hmm. right. <laughs> even though it's just a song and maybe not like, you don't know who the person is or whatever, like it's still, it's it still doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. Of connection. And I think, yeah, it's really important. You need music to meet you wherever you are, but yeah, it validates like I've been through that. Like, you know, it's almost like, yeah, yeah <laughs> it gives you that connection for sure. Yeah. I love that. So you haven't been able to tour, obviously you did a live um, right recently for your album on Facebook. Is that? Yes. 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 We did like a, a spur of the moment Facebook live CD release party and it was more dreamy than I could have imagined. And I, I, I'm kind of like timid when it comes to like, I'm not a phone talker. I think that's partly why this makes me so nervous. That's like, so I, funny. Do not, I don't talk to even like my mom on the phone. I do not. <laughs> it's not your thing. No, but I, I feel like 
it was such a strange experience. I felt like I could really feel everyone's energy and love and presence there. And so that was a gift. Um, uh, And the plan is still, we are working on our school bus. So we're turning a school bus bus into what they call a schoolie, which means basically a tiny house on wheels. I love it. And so the plan is still, well, I can, I'm going to say this to you because I want to just put it out into the universe. Do it. <laughs> Originally, the plan was to like tour around the country um, and play all these gigs at all these different venues. But, you know, just waiting on the world. <laughs> I'm going to quote a John Mayer. John Mayer. Lyric right now. <laughs> waiting on the world to change is just <laughs> not working out for me. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> so the new, sure. the new kind of plan is to like get the family on the bus and then we'll tour around to beautiful different destinations in our own backyard, you know, like the Redwoods or yeah. Yellowstone and put on little virtual concerts wherever. Oh my gosh, is. that is so amazing. It's so good to like explore and yeah. yeah, so it's kind of, I mean, things could change. The world could kick up again, but I don't know, maybe I still would want to do the same thing. I, I feel, I feel really excited about that game plan right now. That's so great. And I, I think too. It's funny when you were just saying like, I don't like to talk on the phone or like this makes me nervous, but you'll like get on stage and play music in front of a bunch of people. And I always think about like, maybe you can resonate with this. Like when you're doing something like that, you maybe you're like, you're lost in your music or you love it so much that it's like, that doesn't scare you. Maybe that's where you feel at home, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. It's like for me, like I'll get, I'll sit and talk live on a video. I could talk forever with thousands of people on it and I'll just go and go and go, but like get me on an actual stage. And like, that's something I really want to, um, like polish is like speak on stage. It terrifies me. I've done it twice and I did it. I showed up and I did it and I did okay. I think, but like that, that scares me, you know, but there's so much like power in doing these things that scare you and like push you just a little bit out of your comfort zone. Like may not seem like a big deal to others, but it, it, it's something you wouldn't oh, normally huge. do, you know? Yeah. It's yeah. huge. And so a couple things on that for anybody who's listening, who is like afraid of being on stage, like actually statistically, which yeah, statistics, okay. We all like, you know, yeah, whatever, but, but still, <laughs> but more people are afraid of public speaking than they are of dying. Like, wow. Like actually public speaking is a huge fear and getting on stage literally like every time. I mean, I have been getting on stage my entire life. Yeah. I've been making music my entire 30 years. I've been making music yeah. and I'm still terrified. And a couple of things like my yoga mom says like that energy is something that you get to shift. You get to shift it into whatever you want. So you have a nervous energy and you can like let the fear kind of roll snowball, snowball, or you can like channel that into like an excitement. Yeah. And, and the other thing, like, this is like the, like, this is the wisdom of experience. Just keep showing up and fucking up. Sorry. You can bleep that out. No, this podcast has <laughs> bad language. Um, um, that's okay. It's permitted. Yeah. Yeah. But I remember this was like years ago and I was playing like at some dive bar and I was like halfway through a song and I just spaced. I just like froze. I stopped in the middle of the song and I almost cried. Like everyone was looking at me and I was just like, what is happening? Can I start? Like I almost cried. I wanted to like run away and somebody yelled out like, she's not perfect. She's not an angel. We we don't hate her anymore or something like, oh, but in that moment, Oh my God. It was such a deep, it was like somebody that that moment was a seed planted in me that made me, that was part of what like motivates me even to this day to keep showing up authentic and showing my ugly and showing my messes is because I realized like our perfection actually pushes people away. It's so true. People don't want to be near to that because it's terrifying Mm because you can never, you can never like 
um, what's the word I'm thinking of? You can never reach up to that, that standard. It's not, it's not realistic. And it's so, not, no. so showing up and being okay with that, you might say the wrong thing or your joke might fall flat, but being able to kind of just roll with it and know that people are going to love you more for showing that. Yeah, it's like, absolutely. And that's where with more connection and, you know, I, I feel like it's especially for me, I just relate this to like showing up in the online space because there's so much of that, you know? Um, but really what changed for me and really made me fall in love with this as an outlet was really just like getting to fully be myself and get to like Mm -hmm. that authenticity is what drives um, my business and my platforms and my, you know, I share my life and my thoughts and my experiences. And I love that. Um, and it's easy to kind of fall into like we were talking about earlier. When did you post your story? You posted the story the other day where you're like, today was a hard day. Today was weird. Today was not, you know, it was messy or whatever. (laughs) And I love that. I love that. And I try for me, there's days where I want to say that. And I'm like, don't like, it almost feels like you almost like, I don't want to say like question whether you should share it, but it's like, I don't want to just show up and nag and complain and whine and whatever. Yeah. Like someone else yeah. always has it worse than me. Who am I to like sit and complain? And, mm-hmm. you know, cause I've been in the, uh, the space before where I've seen other moms that in my perception don't have it as bad as me and they're complaining. And I'm just like rolling my eyes, like whatever, you're fine. You know, like, but as I've healed and learned that like, we all have shit when I'm feeling that, like I just share it. And it's like you said earlier, yeah. you just kind of know it needs to be put out there and a hundred percent of the time I'll share something like that, that I almost didn't share. And it's, it's reciprocated with a message from someone. I was like, I really needed that. Thank you. Yes. There's always someone that really needed to hear yeah. it. Even if it's just one person, that's it. I, you know, I did my job and made yeah, someone feel. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yes. I know. And I know exactly what you're, what you're saying. Cause they, you know, but we don't, I mean, and actually we don't need, we don't need that person who's showing up every day. Like my life sucks right. or, but right. I mean, right. perspectively, like show up, show up often in your joy. That's awesome. But if you show up every day and only in your joy, <laughs> right. There's a big <laughs> chunk missing. Yeah. 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 People start to notice that they feel that. And so I, you, that's like, I mean, that's honey, that's like, I look at like five stories and you're always one of the stories that I look at oh, yay. on your Instagram. Because you're, happy. So real. you're so good at that. You're Thank so you. good at, at showing up authentically and just sharing it like from your heart. And I love yeah, that. I really do. I really do try to come from that space. And I think that as you know, it's been kind of a weird dance because it's like, I'm doing this sharing and this, you know, I'm building this, have built this business on this word revival. And then like in the process, I'm also healing and doing all this new, like, you know, I'm I'm in the trenches. I'm coming out of it this last year. I would say second half of 2018, I was really in the trenches and there were days where I just had to fake it. I had to get on there and just, cause it was too heavy to, unload like you know there was just things you don't you can't share you know but um through that like really taking and I have other accounts that I follow as well where you really do people and especially now when we can't really see each other and connect in the way that we usually did I think it's so so important that we show up and can if, if it's on your heart to be someone that shows up and like creates a space and creates a community which is a really big part of my mission like I want a community for women that feel included no matter what like maybe the black sheep or the people you know because I have a really long history of bullying and you know abusive relationships and all the things where I just felt less than and worthiness is a bit has been a big thing for me that I've healed still you know it's a journey it's not always completely perfectly done but um, I want to have that space where women feel included and feel like like you said earlier like me too you know like come sit with us 
And that made me, that literally made me tear up. You said, I'm like trying to remember the exact what you said. Like, I can see you're wounded too. Come sit with us. Yes. Yes. And I'm just like, that's Come it. here. That's come over here. here. Yes. 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 You're not alone. <laughs> the person standing oh. by themselves. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Do you have one like final question? And if, if you could tell like the younger Jesse, maybe, I don't know, let's do like teenage years. If you could tell her anything, what would you say to her? Like if I could go back and say and like ingrain like a wisdom and not just like yeah words, because people speak so many words at you when you're a teenager and you're right yeah like a knowing like a deep knowing um that I was made for love and that I was gonna be okay love that. Yeah. So, so simple and still so covered in chills because so powerful. (laughs) It's so true. I love, I love that you're going to be okay. I even think back like five years ago and I would still tell myself that this doesn't even seem that long ago, you know, and it's like each year there's so much growth and change. And, um, but I feel like I, I hear, I know there's jokes about like getting older and oh, I don't want to like, I'm only 28, you know, like I'm not even 30 yet. And it's like, I feel Mm. more myself the older I get. I feel more Mm -hmm. connected to who I am. I feel more like expansive and excited about life, you know? Mm. Yes. I don't know. I mean, I I like tell, I tell the women in my life that are in their forties and fifties and sixties, like my tribe right now is fucking gorgeous. Like I, I can't wait to be 40 and 50 and 60. And when, yeah, it's, it's just, it's a wild, it's a wild thing to say, but like, I don't envy youth. <laughs> I right. don't, I don't want to be younger. I don't want to, I, I don't want to go back. Don't make me go back. I think, yeah. I think, uh, yeah, I'm in my, I'm 32 and I, I just love being in my skin in a way that I never had. And, and if there's anyone who, young who's listening to this, I just want to say, um, I didn't find my tribe. I didn't feel comfortable like breathing in front of other people, let alone having a conversation until I was in my later twenties. Yeah. Like 25, 26, 27 is when I started to like come alive and, and not feel like I wanted to throw up or run away when I encountered another human being. So, I mean, I just don't give up hope. If you still haven't found your people and you still don't know exactly what your life's calling is or your purpose is or how you're here to serve, like just, just keep going. You're going to be yeah. okay follow what lights you up and the rest yes, just kind of, lips. yeah, it just kind of like works itself out in a weird, messy roundabout way to set and things happen. And you're just like, you know, those synchronicities and things like that. It's just really incredible. And it really amplifies as you one start to pay attention to these things that are coming up, these little nudges, like go this way, try this, talk to this person, you know, these things just kind of pop up and it's beautiful, but also like simultaneously you're, becoming more and more confident to really step into who you are and share your story and put that truth out there, that authenticity. And I, the more that I do that, the more of my tribe just kind of starts showing up because you find each other, you know, you're just like, Oh, you know, she's, she's my person. You know, you can just tell. Um, And I was, I hid that for so long and I'm like, why do I have such surface level relationships and friends and people? And why do I hate my job? You know, it's like, cause I wasn't being true to who I was. And that's really the most important lesson I feel like even Mm. just in the last five years and and then there's so many others but 
that was so huge for me coming into like out of my early twenties, you know, that authenticity and owning who you are and like stepping into your truth and, and not being afraid to like walk away from the surface level stuff and keep going towards what you want. I think it's just so, so huge. Yes. yes. And this is huge. And this like circles back to transgenerational trauma and uh-huh. epigenetics and that like, especially women, um, thank you, Peg to the patriarchy, like we have been taught to be small and to be quiet and to be seen, but not heard and to be Uh modest and to not like say that we want things or that we want to be seen or, you know, there's so many, there's so many stipulations that go into being a proper lady. Uh And the truth is like, we have to learn, (laughs) we have to like train ourselves to ignore the anxiety and shame and guilt that comes up. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And I ignore the wrong word. Like, Still, I'm like, I'm doing inner child work right now. So honor your inner child. That's like, yes. Oh my gosh. Move through it and move towards it Mm -hmm. and into it, you know? Yep. And I think there's, I really love, I mean, I've noticed just in the last couple of years, there's this shift of, and maybe it's just me coming into it. So I'm noticing more like, or I'm choosing to consume this content, choosing to follow these women that are just so in their power and so unapologetic and feminine and whatever and doing all the things. And I know they've always been there, but it's like, I think that we are all giving each other permission now, like as Mm. these, I don't know, like things are shifting and it's, it's really amazing to see uh, people step into that. And I love that. I love that. I think it is. I think it is the world opening up more and more. I mean, like, uh-huh. I mean, you're a star girl too, you know, there's like so much going on right now. Like we're moving into a whole new age. The age of Aquarius is upon yes. us. Um, it's going to be, it's, it's all of this, this whole entire year. It's, it's I going know. to, I know it's just mind blowing. We're like, living, hist- we're living history right now. We right? are. Like, this, is, this is, so I think people are opening up and stepping into their power more than they ever have. I think there's like shadows that are being exposed. So the darkness feels darker than it ever has. But I also think, and this is what I mean about the universe, like giving us exactly what we need, what we needed, especially at a time like with the world being shut down, like social media is, is a powerful tool. Yeah. It's such a powerful tool. And, and I know like what you said is true. We do need to honor when we need to take a step back or we let mm-hmm. it kind of take the reins and we're not no longer in control, but right. yeah, we have access to so, so much goodness. Yeah. We really have to, I feel like, what is the word I want to say? Like censor, like the yeah. same way you censor your, your, your real people circle, your energetic circle, like uh-huh. you do that on Instagram is a really powerful tool too, you know, because yeah. then every day you wake up and you're being exposed to women that inspire and wake you up. Like, yep, yeah, absolutely. And I think, uh, yeah, I know, <laughs> I know. And like, I think that uh, I just did a, I did an episode on this, one of my like little, I do these little mini ones that are like 10 to 15 minutes, like little, just me talking. It just came to me about like the importance of protecting your energy, like in real life, like you said, and also what you choose to consume. I personally do not choose to consume mainstream media news. Like it's just not something mm-hmm. that's on in my home. My kids aren't going to hear it. It's just not what we choose to consume. I stay informed, but like, it's just not what we do. And I think that as an empath and as someone that just soaks all of this stuff in, like you have to honor that about yourself and know and like pay attention to how stuff makes you feel. And I literally, I see people like, you know, that get really frustrated with social media and I know it's out there. I just, I don't really see much of it because I just choose not to have that be in my space, you know? And there's like power in that, but like, I'm just choosing to have, you know, I, like I said, I'm not living in this like fantasy land. Like, you know, things aren't like the world isn't a shit show right now. Okay. I know what's going on, but I'm just saying like the things that I choose to consume because I, as someone that's sharing and helping and serving and like creating, you have to 
protect your energy too so you can show up and, yes. and be a light like mainstream media most of it is stuff you can't touch you can't like tangibly exactly. do anything about and so you're showing up in a way you're holding space on a platform and in a way that you can't yep. effectively change lives and so I, yeah i honor that i i am right there with you we don't yeah. do we don't do mainstream media either um where can people find you tell us about like the instagram and how they can get your album and all those things yes um so a new way that I'm like really excited about and investing a lot of energy and time into, and, and I'm kind of weaving, it's a music platform, it's Patreon. So you find yes. Jesse Simon on Patreon. Okay. Um, but I'm, I'm weaving like, you know, my 15 years of like herbs and yoga and meditation and music kind of all together in this, in this platform. Um, and you can sign up for, uh, it's like a, it's a membership and you sign up, it's a sliding scale. So $2 a month to anything you want. Um, but that gets you oh. yoga classes and meditation and um, behind the scenes looks at like our bus build and private yeah, videos yeah. and songs that I never released to anybody else in the world. I love that so much. Jesse, thank you so much for hanging out with me tonight and sharing your story and also just going with the flow. That conversation took all kinds of turns, but I'm here for it. That was all really incredible stuff. So thank you for hanging out tonight. Listeners, if you want to support Jesse, which you should, uh, make sure you check out the links in the show notes. It's going to go over everything that she just mentioned a couple minutes ago about where you can find her and support her and follow her and get her new album and all of the things. So just want to thank you guys again, as always, I am so freaking grateful for every single one of you that takes the time to plug in and connect and listen on this platform with me. If you felt inspired or could relate to any of that, uh, make sure you subscribe so that you can get notifications on when I drop new episodes. And if you want to take it one step further, I would love for you to leave a review. I'm always grateful for those as well. You can always tag me on your Insta stories so that I can see your listening in action, what you're listening to, what you're doing while you're listening, all the things. So I love you guys. Thank you. And I'll see you next time.